Ladies, this is our time, and it's time to unburden ourselves of unrealistic expectations, including our own. The veneer we see in the media is often not just false, it's unhealthy. And frankly, some of it is just total bullshit. This is Chick Shit, a podcast that goes far beyond tropes, bringing you gritty realness about real-life experiences of today's woman. LJ and I break it down, right here, right now. Welcome to Chick Shit. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your Favre's Weekly Podcast, Chick Shit with LJ and Die, where every week we pick a topic that affects women, and let's face it, probably a whole lot of other people, and then we pick a media source that portrays that, and we discuss what that media source got really, really right, and what they got not so really, really right. As always, I pick the drinks, and Die picks the topics. Die, what are we talking about? We are talking about wedding planning and the movie that we used to discuss this topic today is the Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey classic, The Wedding Planner. And what are we drinking to go along with the topic today? Well, tis the season for Trader Joe's triple ginger beer sparkling beverage. So what better thing to have than a Moscow mule? Because when you're planning a wedding, you kind of feel like a pack mule. Like you got to just carry all that shit. <laughs> so why not add some vodka and have fun? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's, it's real clinky. Mule. It's really clinky. Well, and CA, this is for you. <laughs> Moscow mule ASMR. <laughs> oh, it's delightful. I love it. It sounds like jingle bells. Bales. Mm-hmm. It sounds like jingle bells. <laughs> Do you hear I mean, my Texan? <laughs> I did. Are you all I can think of now is trying to explain how Southerners say hill. Hey yo, we're going up the hey yo. You just add yeah. some extra syllables. And yeah, that one I, I struggle with those so bad. Mine is why. Why? Why? And instead of feel this, it's fella this. It's not even mm. real words. How are you doing this week? Um, you know, started on a high in Charlotte with you celebrating your B day. Oh, hey. Came back to 180 emails and uh just uh-huh. a shit storm in my inbox. Yeah. That but you know what? We're happen. drinking now. Mm-hmm. I... And because the Lord has a sense of humor, I also started my period. So here oh. we are. <laughs> 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 when it rains, it pours. Uh, yep. uh, I am not looking forward to the inbox madness when I get back from Mexico. Ugh, yeah. That's always the dread. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to see, I don't want to just do, do this you thing. have somebody that can like back you up. That'll like kind of weed through your emails or it's just like, no. when you get back, when I get back, it's time oh. to attack. Um, that's you the take- downside of PTO. Yeah, it is the catch up emails, like the inbox cleanup. And I am team inbox zero. Let's be clear. And so I want to know how people in Europe can like take a month off because they care about that whole, you know, work life, work life balance. I know, but like what's happening to their emails for a month. They have to have someone that gets assigned it, right? Like either that, or is it like socially acceptable? Just be like, I'm on holiday. I'll get back with you as soon as I can. I mean, that's pretty much what mine's going to say for anything urgent. Please reach out to my boss. (laughs) (laughs) Please read this out of office in a British accent with a lot of cockney. (laughs) Spicy regards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's never going to get old. I know. Oh. Hmm. Anyways, um, did you have a good weekend? You were Brittany. I was Brittany. I did. I, I was so stressed. <laughs> Listen, uh, it was amazing. I needed to do her justice. And yeah. I mean, I feel like you did. <laughs> I feel like you did. Uh, yeah. So the costume that we've been hinting about the entire time uh, is I was Britney Spears, the slave for you, Britney Spears with a yellow Python. 
costume. We can post it on our chick shit pod. We'll post both of our costumes that we did. Uh, yours was fun too. It was definitely arts and craftsy last minute, but Hey, we made it yes. work. Tim, we made it. it happen. Yeah. Neither of us is real good at drawing an oval freehand, but that's I didn't okay. attempt that though. Yeah, that's, that is true. <laughs> but I think it's cause you knew it wasn't your skill set. Also not mine. Um, CA and I have already chosen our costumes for next year. What? Like we saw a TikTok and we were like, oh my God, we have to do this or literally our friendship is canceled. So prepare yourself. Oh my gosh. I'm very jealous. I'm actually, I'm jealous slash impressed because I mean, I thought I planned my costumes out in advance doing it in like March, but apparently shit, I'm behind already. Listen, I really hope we stick to this plan because I'm excited. Do you think it'll still be relevant? That's the truth. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Because, you know, like if someone did a squid game, if someone was planning like a squid game costume for next year, like it's not yeah, going to be relevant. Gonna be- it's going to be done. You have to have like for costumes, there's like a few factors and we should have talked about this before Halloween. So we could have give, give some people some tips, but you got to make sure people don't have to ask you a million questions about who you are. Like it needs to be evident. You can't go too niche. Right. And then you're like, people don't understand or like they don't pick up on it. And then it has to make, you have to make sure it's like within that relevant timeframe so that you're riding that momentum. Second, second idea. What if we go as Allie and CA and Allie and CA go as LJ and I? (laughs) Wait, you mean I'd have to be blonde and you'd have to be a brunette with glasses I don't know. Yeah, if you would also need work. to have a big booty, though. Can you handle that? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> TBD, but yeah, I think I got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, y'all, if you haven't checked out our sweet friends, CA and Allie on Pod Without a Nod, do so. They're fabulous. Very much. You know, not everything can go as planned. And that is why you hire a wedding planner. Forced segue. <laughs> <laughs> While celebrating her newest and most lucrative account, the wedding of internet tycoon Fran Donnelly, Mary is rescued from a near fatal collision with a runaway dumpster by handsome pediatrician Steve Edison. After spending the most enchanting evening of their lives together, Mary thinks she's finally found the reason to believe in love. What she doesn't know is that Cupid and her career are about to collide head on. Okay, couple important things. One, Bridget Monahan Sampras. That's Pete Sampras's wife. That blonde goddess who says the R word, spoiler alert, some of the language didn't, wasn't great then. But now we know it's not great. For anyone who's confused, not great. That's Pete Sampras's uh, wife, and she's fabulous and had has an amazing career. Two, tiny baby Dr. Alex Karev with his tiny baby Italian accent. I cannot. That is a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. Okay. I forget you don't watch it. You were looking yeah. at me like, this means nothing. Um, He played a doctor on Grey's Anatomy for many, many seasons. Okay. So great. (laughs) Yep. Just wanted to get that out of the way. (laughs) And you may know Matthew McConaughey from his hit movie, uh, Magic Mike. All right, all right, all right. That's not where that came from, though. That came from Watchmajigger, the high school movie. Days and Confused. Mm-hmm. Okay, Days and Confused. So I screwed that up. Magic Mike is the law says you cannot touch, <laughs> but I see it a lot of law breakers in here tonight. <laughs> yes, Sorry. exactly. Mm-hmm. Straighten that one out. <laughs> okay, back to wedding planning. So the movie starts with a young Mary who is playing with her Barbie dolls and having them do a pretend wedding with Ken and Barbie and, you know, all the other Barbie named people. I think there's a skipper. I can't remember. Teresa. I don't know. Is there a Mary? All of them. Um, not sure. Not sure. Professor and Gilligan. 
the skipper and his wife. Ah, I see. No, (laughs) I see where you're at now. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I get it. And it cuts to Mary in current, current state who is working as a wedding planner at a wedding. She is talking to a bride who's very nervous, assuring her everything's going to be just fine. And she's repeating the same speech she tells all of her brides or clients in the movie. She's also doing a lot of work, wrangling up people who are part of this day. As you can imagine, at a wedding, there are so many moving parts, so many people to keep in check. She's there to save the day, make sure everyone's on point. Um, and make sure someone has a happy ever after or a happy until divorce, as she mentions later. Um, she, then it cuts to her after the wedding, after she's done with her job and she is eating her TV dinner alone and forever TV, the movie makes you know that this is a bad thing and that it's not okay to be at home by yourself enjoying TV and some food. I have a vehement argument against that. Cut to me, maybe not with a TV dinner, but definitely with uh, a DoorDash dinner and a bottle of wine alone rewatching a TV show I've seen 300 times. It's the best Happy time. Yeah. Happy as a clam. Absolutely. Probably not going to have any pants on. I'm going to be so relaxed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The at home alone nights with wine and Netflix or repeat smasher. Let's do it. Don't threaten me with a good time. Okay. <laughs> Did you think about a wedding, like what your wedding would be as a little kid? Um, I didn't think about the wedding. I thought about the husband. I kind Ooh. of bypassed the, I've never had like a, this is the wedding that I want to have. Mm-hmm. It's always been just I'm now married. When I was a little kid, it was Clint Black. And my mother used to say, you realize he's married. And I used to say that I don't care. (laughs) So apparently at a young age, I was ready to wreck people's marriage. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. I have thought about like the bachelorette. Ooh. But this again, maybe why I'm always the groomsman and never the bride. No, I, but I didn't think about my wedding growing up I maybe thought about like the gowns like the wedding dress but I didn't okay. actually your wedding dress about... was so stunning I can't even I just oh thank you yeah I I just never I never thought about the wedding growing up um I did think about marriage though and that's mm-hmm. probably some societal fed you've got to do these things in mm-hmm. life of course so I did think about the wedding but I mean, sorry, I did think about marriage, but I didn't think yeah. about the actual wedding. I, well, so the only thing I've ever thought about, about a wedding is who would be in my bridal party. Yeah. That's a big one. Has but that changed I think, over? T- yeah. I mean, there's a couple constants, but yeah. But also then the thought of like, even when I'm just like sitting alone, I'm, I'm not, if I'm not dating anyone, no, nothing. Like you're just kind of sitting there and you're like brain wanders and you're like, who would I have in my wedding? Then just sitting there where this is not even a real thing. I'm just thinking about it. Hypothetically, I start to get stressed out that I'm not going to ask someone and they're going to have their feelings hurt. So it's I, it's interesting that you say that because I actually was talking to my boss about this. Uh, last week when she had mentioned one of her friends was getting married and she says, you know, it's at the point and, and when you get past your twenties that you're like, you see bridal parties get smaller and smaller. Cause it's not so much like nobody actually thinks because I'm not in this wedding, this person hates me. That's kind of more of like an, in your twenties thing where some I of mean, those friendships, I'm in can't. my thirties and I still feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I really don't. Like if I did it tomorrow, I'd be like, "Mm, fuck it. These are the couple of people in my wedding and the rest of the friends, like this shouldn't stat, like this shouldn't be a measuring stick of our relationship. But it shouldn't be. But if you were getting married tomorrow, would I make the cut? 
No. Or do I need to remain on that side? Of <laughs> course you'd make the cut. I mean, if I had a backup and we needed, if we needed to film Matt's side, you know how he is with friends, we'd probably just pull you over. <laughs> you just point me in the direction. <laughs> but I feel like in, in 20s, so that's like when you still have tons of friends, mm-hmm. like tons and tons of friends. And maybe those relationships ha- aren't, strong enough or people aren't mature enough at that age to see that not being in a wedding is actually an okay thing. Yeah. If not, it's actually going to save you money. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. And I know we talked about that a little bit in bridesmaids, but like the fact of the matter is it's your day. You decide who's who's there for you. Also in your 20s are like especially in the bible belt which you now live in welcome it's very common for people to get married very young and at that young age everyone's your best friend Mm -hmm. you haven't really been through the real life stuff yet where you really see like who's there for you to help you bury the body and who's like "Mm, that's not convenient for me right now so good best of luck thank you yeah. Um, so that probably has something to do with that, but do you have an idea of what your dream wedding would be now? Yeah, it would be somewhere in Europe, essentially an elopement. If some of like my absolute closest friends, like if you and Matt wanted to be there, absolutely. But it wouldn't even be like a thing. It would just be like, we're going to Europe, specifically probably Scotland. Uh, and we're going to get married while we're there, but also we're just going to drink our way through Scotland. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I think, uh, elopement should be like, it shouldn't be taboo to think of an elopement. It should be something that if that's what works best for you and your partner, then do it. There are even States where you can get married without a, a, um, officiant. So like, I have a friend that her and her husband, her now husband, they eloped in Colorado because it was a state where you could marry yourself, uh, like marry yourselves. Like you could act as yeah, the officiant. I'm going to continue like picturing you in front of a mirror, just <laughs> marrying yourself. literally. <laughs> <laughs> What's the narcissist? What's it? What is it? Narcissistic. No, but the God, the God or the guy. And like, I don't know, but mythology. all I can think of now is Narcissa Malfoy. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mary's dealing with all these people at that wedding. Is there anybody you'd be like super concerned with about fucking up your day if you did have a big wedding? I think I would want to be very careful with getting alcohol started early in the day. Uh-huh. Because I, myself, and my group of friends are notorious for, like, there's not just a, like, we're going to have a mimosa to, like, take cute pictures. No, that turns into, like, 10 bottles of champagne, and I'm stumbling (laughs) down the aisle. So, like, I don't think it's one person. I think I have a group of people that feeds off each other. Uh Uh-huh. And also, like, if I were to have a big wedding, I would have multiple men on my side. So... I think it's just best for me. Should I ever get to that juncture? Should anyone ever propose to me to just elope and my closest friends, if they want to come drink their way through Europe with me, I will be glad to have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. We skip past a very important thing. I'm just going to back us up to where she was putting together the first wedding and like she had all these code words for like some, some lady's hair was blocking the camera. So she was like, we got to remove a dark tower from the back row, blah, blah, blah. And then the father of the groom was missing. And she was like, I got it. Let me orchestrate like a hundred second delay. Let me go get him. She has like a, a fanny pack situation that has everything under the sun. And it's like the actual art of wedding planning. Who is that prepared for literally everything. 
other than Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> well, and that's a, so that's a, a question to ask is like, I think when it comes to planning a wedding, understanding what your budget is, is important. And we can get into like the budget aspect a little bit more. So after you get your budget and you know what you're working towards, I, I didn't have a wedding planner, but I did have a day of coordinator and that was extremely helpful. So I had the time and the capacity to do my own research and, you know, surprise, surprise with how much I like to plan and how much I like to have control over things that I wanted to do my own research for vendors and, uh, venues and, you know, all those you want to have control? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I took on that, had my, um, you know, this was an Excel spreadsheet before my Google docs. Cause they weren't thriving I mean, yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Fair. That's fair. Um, and I have my own binder of like different vin, vin, like vendors and research, yeah. but for the day of the wedding, I didn't want to think about anything. I didn't want my family to think about anything. I didn't want anybody. I just wanted us to all enjoy the day. So Mm -hmm. we did have a day of coordinator. So they do things like, you know, help when, when different vendors arrive, tell them where to get set up, understand which family members might need a little bit more assistance, like me, mom, peepaw, and just be able to help with the mm-hmm. timeline of things, see if things are going on track, timeline lies, timeline wise. wise. Wait, no. <laughs> well, I can't say it either. <laughs> <laughs> words, words, words. And uh, just be able to coordinate the day. And so that was actually very helpful. And I think my mom appreciated that a lot because mm-hmm. if it wasn't going to be me, it was going to be her. And she wanted just to sit back. I wanted her to get her makeup done, her hair done, and just enjoy it too, you know? FYI, I pinned your dad's corsage on and he was so like excited and proud and smiling with his mustache. And I was like, this is such a vibe. <laughs> his oh! giant handlebar mustache. Yes. <laughs> that my mom was like, do you want him to shave that? And I was like, nah, he can keep it. Oh, it's a vibe. It's a whole <laughs> feeling. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research and this is based on 2019 data. I think 2020 was thrown off with yeah. data, you know, obviously that whole, that whole thing. Deal. It sounds like these days, nowadays, that if you wanted to hire a full wedding planner, this includes day of, but also includes them like coordinating all of your vendors, helping you with ideas, selection, setting up appointments for you, that it's about $1,500, depending on where you are across the country. So what is Imagine that? Imagine taking like- that $1,500 and booking yourself a first-class ticket to Scotland. It's going to be a little more Yo, than that, girl. Listen, not when you are a Delta premiere, <laughs> not when people know your name <laughs> because you spilt, you spent an obscene amount of money on your Delta card. <laughs> Would you pay for a wedding planner? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Would you want to arrange all the things yourself? No. Who would do it for you? Uh, either whoever proposes to me or you probably. (laughs) (laughs) Get you a nice bottle of bourbon. (laughs) Oh, we're going crystal. (laughs) uh, I know that like, you know, some people have like money set aside for their children's college and for their daughter's wedding and like blah, blah, blah. I know that that does not exist for me. And that's not like no hate, no shade. My parents gave me a very good life. They had a lot of children to feed and clothe and take care of. And I'm not going to go into debt over a wedding. Yeah. I mean, so that's so many people get so deep in debt to put on a show. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't get it. So yeah, when you think about wedding and like what's feasible for the amount of people, there are so many multipliers that happens at weddings. So you have like your standard 
budget for your dress. Cause that's a big part of your wedding budget. Um, and then you've got, you know, the, if you want to feed people, if you want them to be able to drink, if you want a cake, all of these things add up. And so the food, the multipliers are what get you. So if you think about like, if you want to invite 50 people versus 300 people, like that'll kill you. But like, I know you Googled or you did some research on what the average cost of a wedding is these days. What you got? Yeah. So according to nerd wallet, so, you know, it's got to be accurate. Uh, the average cost of a wedding for around a hundred people in 2020 was 19,000. And they did qualify that that's lower than recent years due to the smaller than normal weddings uh-huh. because of COVID. Yeah. I was going to say that seems right for like 10 years ago, but now I'd anticipate 30 grand. Seriously, 30 grand. Mm-hmm. It's just, how about this? I'll elope at city hall and then we'll get a big cake and just sit around and not even use plates, just forks straight into the mouth. Oh, I like that idea. A couple bottles of crystal. I like it. There's my wedding. I think, I think reasons you might hire a wedding planner is like, if you don't have time to plan, which some people just don't, and you can afford everything is if you can afford it. And if it's a priority for you too. So it's, it's twofold. Is it a priority for you? And can you afford it? Um, if you don't have time to plan, if you have a lot of people's outside opinions and you need someone to just like, let's do it. If you just want to like chill and kick back and enjoy your day and put the decision-making in someone else's hands. And I think usually if you have a destination wedding, it might be helpful because there's a lot of logistics when it comes to airfare, hotel booking, transportation, um, that sort of thing. So definitely makes sense. I, I really did like my wedding day of coordinator though. Question. What about everyone always says it's the bride's day. It's the bride's day. It's the bride's day. It is also the groom's day. It is also a big day for the groom. What if the bride and groom have two totally separate dream wedding days or the bride and bride or the, or the bride and bride or the groom and groom <laughs> or the they, them, they, them. Um, I, the two people that are getting married have totally separate views. You, I mean, yeah, you could use a wedding planner to call, call the shots and like come up with Did an you idea. And Matt have the same view or was he kind of like, I want to wear my light up jacket and anything else I'm cool with that. that was Matt. okay that checks out Uh, (laughs) so mary's dad is concerned about her singlehood self not so much that she's dedicating a lot of her time to her job and that her career is a priority for her rather that he is a recent widower and he knows the loneliness that he's feeling out of his relationship and he is kind of putting that on his daughter when he doesn't even know if she actually is lonely because just because you're single doesn't mean you're lonely and he's projecting that on her. So he thinks the best thing to do is to play matchmaker. And can I just tell you that every time I hear the word loneliness, my brain immediately goes, my loneliness is killing me. I think this is like, We'll rebrand to Britney Lover podcast or something. You literally, you said loneliness and it was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Liz, don't sing. Liz, don't sing. Oh, I know. I was watching your face. (laughs) I was watching your face and I saw, (laughs) and you did it anyway. (laughs) I have no (laughs) self-control. Anywho, wants to introduce her to uh, Mazimo and Massimo and things don't get off to a great start. She's really not interested in him. It's a kid that she grew up with and she really continues to put her focus on her job and what can make her successful there, including trying to score a really big account for her firm that she works at. There is a internet tycoon who is getting married And she's extremely successful. And Mary knows that she needs this account. She can help with this account. And it would be incredible for her career if she got to plan this wedding. She's also using that for leverage to become a partner. 
Exactly. And the owner of the company was like, no, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this. I've put in the time. And Mary was like, and you didn't make any money until I came along. Mm-hmm. And I bring in five times more than any of your other planners. And I was like, yes, girl, get it. Know your She's worth. so good. Get it. And you can tell that all the other wedding planners just look at Maria's goals. Like she knows her shit. There's no one better than her in that firm. And it's easy for her to convince clients to come to her because she knows what's up. Mary has a ton of set set of skills, including calculating divorce rates by the songs that couples pick at a wedding. I think that <laughs> music playlist Olivia Newton, John, don't do it. Don't do it. I think that playlists are a fun thing that couples can start adding to these days. Like back in the day, uh, it, it was usually just DJ based, but I feel like a lot of couples aren't even doing that. They're like creating a playlist just to play and like yeah, and just plug their phone in and be done and be done. What, yeah. what are some songs that you'd have on your, on your wedding playlist? Uh, for sure. Juvenile back that ass up. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's going to be on there. Is that 100%. the, is that the first dance? No, I think the first dance is going to be, uh, Mr. Big's trial time, <laughs> but maybe like an instrumental version. Uh-huh. I don't know anything more romantic than that. No, my honestly, it would probably either be like a Ben Rector or a Will Hogue for a first dance. Mm-hmm. It'd be one of my boys for sure. You and Matt had a first dance, and I don't remember what it was to. The way you look tonight, Frank Sinatra. Oh, Frank. Mm-hmm. And I walked oh, down Frank. the aisle to Elvis. I can't help falling in love. Yeah. That was you good remember times. how the the um, the officiant forgot to tell everybody to sit down? <laughs> yeah. So we, we actually had our friend get ordained. So Matt and I are... Uh, we, we decided to get married at a wedding venue and have some, a really close friend of ours, um, marry us. So he got ordained and was our officiant at our wedding. Our wedding was the second one he did in a matter of two weeks ever in his, his officiant career. The other one he did on top of like enchanted rock outside of San Antonio, which is like this beautiful natural reserve park. And so ours was the second one. And he forgot to tell everybody to sit after, you know, I walked down the aisle. And so, you know what, our wedding, we made a memory stood the whole time, but we made a memory. We got our muscles warmed up for the dancing. Well, sort of, because Clay still. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so as you, uh, as a part of wedding planning, you also have, you can do some introduction things. You don't have to. So like you, mm-hmm. when I say introductions, you can introduce a bridal party, have this music, you know, get set up and you kind of kick off like this is, and you announce people in your wet, uh, uh, wedding party don't have to. We did. Matt was excited to do a wrestling introduction. Matt's very into wrestling. And so he had a Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho light up jacket. And each of the groomsmen and groomswomen woman decided to pick out their introduction song for a wrestler theme. And so as <laughs> As one of our sweet friends was coming down the stairs to get introduced and do his wrestling pose, he kneeled to do a pose. And as he kneeled, he tore his ACL and MCL at my wedding. And so instead of our father daughter dance being this sweet moment that we're like, you know, doing our thing and dancing, my dad's like, do you think he's one to sue? Do we need to get an ambulance out here? Like, (laughs) what does that insurance policy look like on this uh, wedding event that we took out? And uh, I'm like, oh <laughs> my God, Tra- Travis, calm. I'm legitimately shocked. I did not fall down those stairs <laughs> in the heels I was in, but I didn't. You didn't. It, and it was someone just kneeling. So yeah, as a part of your wedding yeah. day, decide if it's worth the risk to do some introductions with possible, possible surgeries later. <laughs> um, 
I think the solution is to put people, you know, those like big blow up balls you can get in and like play soccer in them. You yeah. just got to put everybody in that. Uh, okay. Just wrap them in bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. Protect. So Mary meets Fran and Fran's parents to try to introduce them and uh, obtain them as clients. As mm-hmm. they do so, you can tell her parents are falling in love with all these ideas that Mary's throwing out about the type of wedding that Fran could have, what she's picturing in her head, everything like that. Now, and Mary money is no object. That's what I was going to comment on. Clear. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to comment on uh, is it's, it's very evident that Mary works at a high-end wedding planning service and they probably support multimillionaire clients um, that have these weddings and have budgets, not with the average cost that we mentioned. And so it's very evident that money is not an object when it comes to this wedding. So when you think about the traditions, it's weird because where, where did this tradition come from of like the bride's family is supposed to pay for the wedding and the groom's family is supposed to pay for the rehearsal dinner, which I know is very, very, uh, hetero as well yeah so does this trace back to when girls families had to literally pay dowries for people to take them away i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it might because remember in the old days they were like if you would like to marry my daughter i will give you two cows and a a russian goat i'm (laughs) (laughs) Do you accept? <laughs> Maybe, but like, I know how, she's not much to look at, but here's some sheep. How, how, <laughs> how do, how do people decide though? Like, I feel like if I got married today, like, how do you have that conversation with parents to say, are you going to pay for my wedding or not? That's weird to me. I mean, I did. And I was very grateful that my parents did pay for my wedding, full disclosure. But like, how do you, where did that expectation come from? And like, how do you not? I think if I got married today, I would probably want to figure, well, our wedding would be very different. And for Mm. our 10 year anniversary, we're going to go do a renewal in Vegas. I found my outfit. Yes. So we're going to do an Elvis wedding in Vegas at our, for our 10 year renewal. But like, how do you even decide what you want to spend and who's paying for it? I mean, to some extent you have to know ahead of time, right? Like you have to know, like my parents are loaded. This is not going to be a problem. Or like my family is like, everything's paid for. We have a roof over our head, but like, we don't have thousands of extra dollars to throw at this. So I feel like to some extent you have to kind of know, like read the room a little. Like if you know your family like struggled to, to make sure that you could keep up with your friends growing up, then maybe don't go to them and be like, Hey, I'm engaged. Can I have $75,000 for my wedding, please? Yeah. Cause that's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. My wedding reception is going to be held at Wendy's dollar menu for everybody. JBC's fries, frosties. Let's go. Yeah. It's, it's just like the degree of which you can have a wedding there can like from a courthouse situation where that's it to like spending I mean, let's think New York, LA could be a couple hundred thousand dollars. If not, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Googs LA, New York. Woof. Woof. Um, but yeah, I think, well, how do you feel about the tradition though, of like the bride's parents pay for the wedding? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because I feel like that's like an arcane tradition that like, I really do. I don't have any proof presently, but I really do think that stems from like the olden age when you married your daughter off, you paid the groom a dowry. I feel like that's where it came from. I feel like I've read that somewhere or maybe it came to me in a dream. I don't know. We'll call it fact. We'll call it fact. Yeah. I mean, I feel Mm -hmm. like it's a stone cold fact. Yeah. So 
It, I actually published it in the New England Journal of Medicine. Okay, great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's verified. Um, but I, I think that's something that shouldn't be a thing anymore. And at this point in time, so many couples are having to pay for their own wedding or choosing to pay for their own wedding. I think it's a lot of choosing too. It's kind of irrelevant. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. I think it should be a joint venture for everybody or just go to the courthouse and hit a Wendy's. Yeah. I know from personal experience, if you tell Wendy's employees, hey, don't look over here because I'm about to be pouring a lot of booze into this large diet Dr. Pepper. They're like, okay, I see you. (laughs) So you can pretty much have an open bar with just (laughs) refillable soft drinks. (laughs) Okay, LA, depending on where you live, the average, the uh, the average, the average (laughs) cost of a wedding can vary significantly in the entire United States. The average price is currently $29,858. In Los Angeles, the typical price works out to be more expensive at $36,890 with an average cost of $264 per guest. Okay, so varies. New York's average cost is over $65,000. Yeah, that checks out. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just threw up in my mouth. That's stupid. That checks out. Oh, God. So Mary secures the account with Fran, and she's so excited about it that she calls her boss at the wedding planning agency to tell them the good news. And as she's crossing the street, she gets very distracted. Her heel goes into a grate in the ground, and she's trying to pull her new shoes out. And at the same time, there's this trash can that's barreling down the street towards her. And lo and behold, Steve, Matthew McConaughey, rescues her. And she has a little bit of a head injury. So he takes her to his office. He's a pediatrician just to check her out. And from there, they have a date night out together. He didn't say that he's engaged. And they they bond. They do some dancing under the sun. They only eat the chocolate M&Ms because they have less artificial food coloring because Mm -hmm. chocolate's already brown. But also I feel like we need to talk about, again, the fact that Judy Greer is playing a supporting character and she's the absolute queen of rom-coms and somebody should have put her in a leading role 97 years ago. Agreed. I love her so much. She's incredible. Very passionate Passionate about about that. Judy Greer. She's amazing. Yeah, so kind of a weird thing to not mention that you're engaged and stuff and agree to go out. Also kind um, of icky. Very icky. Actually. Didn't love it. He didn't love it. He had some cold feet going on. It's very uncomfortable. So they have their night together and then she accompanies Fran to actually meet Fran's fiance, who is Steve. At a dance class. And she finds out that actually he is engaged to Fran and was not completely honest about their night under the stars. And she had been feeling all these things. So not a good look, Steve, even though Mm. you're learning how to tango, like you can't tango your way out of that situation. Also hate that they had them like tangoing while they were passionately arguing and then had the dance instructor be like, this couple's got like, I didn't like that. That was icky. That's not passion. That's a girl getting played. Oh. <laughs> and no one treats J-Lo like that. No one. Okay. I, so there's a lot of preparation you can do for weddings. You can do dancing lessons if that's a big thing. That was never on our list to get To-do done. list, Yeah. Yeah, no, it was more like figuring out all the things that we wanted to make sure we had as a part of the day. So like what was Mm -hmm. important to us? And I think that's, that's really something to think about with your partner. If you are getting married is like, what are the things that are important to us to make sure we have? And then you, you kind of build your day around that. Um, 
I would encourage people to do that because I think Matt and I kind of went more just traditional of like, what are we expected to do on this day versus like, what are the things we actually want to do? But for our ceremony itself, we did decide to um, write our own vows. So that's something you can decide. Do you want to write your own vows? Do you want to go with the traditional vows? Um, or, you know, go at someone vows that they've created and you think are beautiful and you want to use them. So we, we did write our own vows, but, um, he beat me. I'm actually just going to use a compliment compilation of Taylor Swift lyrics. That that's on brand. Yeah. It checks out, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Feel good about it. Yeah. Matt definitely beat me at our vows though. Pissed me off a little bit. Well, he saves up all of his words. He does. And then uses them when they really count. It's rude, but it's facts. Yeah. For, for your wedding day too, some other things, decisions you have to make is like, do you want a seating chart? Do you want people to, if like, if you do a reception, do you want people to sit in a designated spot or not? How do you feel about going to a wedding as a guest when there is a seating chart? Well, as a guest that takes some pressure off because usually unless they're monsters, they've seated you beside the person you came with. And then you'll be at a table with probably other people that that person knows. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of have like quick get to know you's and like have some assurance there. But also I hate the trope of like people getting put at the singles table or like cousins who are single in their thirties getting stuck at the kid's table. Like, no, I, I think if the bride is super caring, like my, one of my very best friends ever, uh, she had a wedding. It was a destination wedding and she sat us. She did have a seating arrangement. She, but she really thought about the people we were going to be sitting with and like, what, what groups might get along together, what groups Mm -hmm. would be routed together and that sort of thing. So she put like care and and consideration and it worked out great. We had, we had a really good time with the people at our table. Well, I know who you're talking about and that checks out because she's a sweet angel. I know she's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Sweet angel, baby. We didn't have seating arrangements. We did do the bridal party at a center table. What mm-hmm. I wish we would have done is the bridal party plus their guests. Cause that's kind of awkward looking back on it now, like to, yeah, yeah you know, you live, you learn. Yeah. So we should have done that. Yeah. But how long were you actually sitting at the table? I guess not was, too long. Just yeah. There dinner, was a lot right? of dancing and mingling. It was like, you sat down, you ate, and then you got up and you mingled and you danced and you drank. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out. It worked out. Mary also helps Fran and Steve find a wedding venue that suits them well. And they try out a couple of vineyards and a couple of options there. Her Franny's mom at the vineyards is me. Here's a list (laughs) of the songs I'm going to be singing at the reception. Sorry, we're late. We found six vineyards on the way here. All you can drink. (laughs) They were just off the road. Just off the road. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) I'm drunk and also hand me a microphone. People need to hear me sing. (laughs) It's so me. (laughs) (laughs) What type of venue? Well, so if you were going to, I mean, even eloping in, in Scotland, what type of venue fits right for you? I feel like outdoors. Yeah. Feeling outdoors. Mm -hmm. Like cliffs of Dover. Not that I've thought about it. (laughs) just throwing ideas out we we knew we wanted to go outdoor too we weren't gonna do um some people do texas froze (laughs) so as much as you can plan and plan and plan and plan just know nothing goes according to plan so we knew we wanted like an outdoor ceremony with an inside reception that was the what we really want matt Matt, when you asked earlier like did matt you know, kind of leave it up to yeah. me. There are some things that he cared about. Number one, photographer. You Makes got sense. the photographer choice checks out for Matt. Yep. Number two uh, was having an outdoor ceremony. 
that was really important to him. And so we did look at a lot of venues and we finally found one that was perfect. It had the outdoor ceremony spot with indoor wedding reception and our wedding anniversary is on February 28th. And day of, we had this freak ass ice storm in Texas. Texas froze over, which is not a thing that happens frequently at all. And our guest list went from like 150 down to like 89. Because <laughs> literally, you couldn't, food. you could not drive places. It was not safe. It was really not safe. It was yeah. Really, and like the outside, we it was very winter wonderlandy. And we took pictures out there, but no way it was going to be okay for us to actually get married out there and no. have guests sit out Mm-mm. there. I remember Clay, uh, one of our groomsmen was like swooping all the bridesmaids up in their dresses yes. and in his giant, like little suit coat. To- <laughs> yeah. He was our heater. Yeah. He kept us all from catching pneumonia that day. <laughs> I think it, I think there are so many different venues and cool options out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can find those old, uh, you know, factories that have been c- converted into stunning wedding halls. You can go mm-hmm. into the mountains and elope. You can, you can do whatever. There's just so many, so many options for everybody now. It's I'm going to very- get married on Christy with a K's back porch. I think. Oh, what would we have a very small ceremony. And then we're going to watch some terrible movie and get hammered. So what I'm recognizing in a trend and your three wedding options that we have. So we've got our Scotland. It's going to be very low key. Lots of booze. Yeah. (laughs) Scotland, Wendy's, Christy with the K's back porch. There's going to be a cheese plate involved in all of those too. (laughs) 17 things of honey chef. You do really have to figure out what food vibe you're going to go with. So I feel like Fran and Steve in this film would have been a steak or lobster, steak Steak or or lobster, lobster. you know, with her parents having seven bazillion dollars. That's kind of the options. Maybe, maybe a vegetarian, but I think this is before we were considerate of people's dietary needs. And so I feel like it'd be a steak and lobster. Matt would have gone with Bojangles if it had been an option for us. I would have supported that hundred <laughs> percent wholeheartedly. I would have flown it in. I know, but <laughs> I think, I think it's cool when I see people that do kind of different things with some food. So we had mm-hmm. some friends that had like a pizza truck that had like handmade pizzas that you got to, mm-hmm. I like, like order seeing, your own. Yeah, yeah. I love the different variances there. I love the new trend of champagne walls. Have you seen these? (laughs) No. (laughs) Do you remember, do you remember when, uh, when Kim K got married and they had those giant flower walls that everyone was taking pictures in front of? Yeah. Okay. So it's like that, but instead of flowers, it's like fake greenery and they have these little hooks sticking out. And they just fill up glasses of champagne and yes. put them on the wall. So like you can walk by, grab a glass, take a picture, and they just keep refilling it. So would you want that on the side of Christy with a K's porch or like on the porch? <sighs> TBD. Okay. As long as it's there. Yeah. TBD. TBD. My wedding's starting to get expensive. Yeah, it's adding up. Setting up real quick. What with the champagne wall and the <laughs> 7,000 blocks of honey chev from if Trader it's Joe's. A priority in your budget. <laughs> I literally am getting married in leggings and a sweatshirt, but I'm going to have some fancy food. That's right. So they figure out that someone else's daughter had gotten married at one of these vineyards and the dad is like, eh, eh, not going to happen. If they got married here, this is not good enough for my little girl. So they start looking at other vineyards and they found like an outdoor place that Franny and Steve really liked, but Franny got an emergency work call and was like, I got to go. And Jennifer Lopez, AKA Mary was like, but this is like a really critical time. You're trying to get married like very quickly. And Franny was like, well, yeah, that's why you and Steve need to keep planning. Hashtag awkward because Franny is unaware of the tension between Mary and Steve, Mm -hmm. but 
cut to Mary and Steve walking around this outdoor venue and kind of like having this real talk about why didn't you tell me and her saying like I am not actually engaged this was an arranged marriage situation that my father kept pushing like this was not a real thing for me and then Matthew McConaughey gets his hand glued to a statue's penis but don't worry because Mary has everything you need to remove a limestone penis that's been gorilla glued to your hands in her wedding planner bag as I would expect any wedding planner to have absolutely you got to be prepared for everything and as we've seen in this movie limestone penis super glued to your hand it's a reality can happen yeah Yeah. you know see that happening at your Scotland wedding for sure I feel like that would be on brand for me yeah oh yeah yeah. Maybe like you sling a leg up and like it gets, you knock over a statue or something. That's, yep. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Checks out. But my question is how often, in this case, it's a hetero wedding. So it's the groom being alone with the wedding planner, planning all of this where the bride's like, gotta go. Like you'll figure it out. In any other case, it, it would just be one of the partners alone with the wedding planner, like making all the decisions. How realistic do you think that is? Pretty. Really? Realistic. Yeah, that wasn't us. I really wanted Matt to be involved, even though he um he was very, you know, I want whatever you want for the most mm-hmm. part. Matt does have his his opinions and it's always mm-hmm. kind of like a final check-in. It's kind of how we like plan our house to with furniture and things. So I've got mm-hmm. these ideas, I narrow it down, and then I show him like the final few, and then he makes the decision. Um, from there because he trusts me to do Mm -hmm. the research and he also knows I'm controlling as fuck when it comes to (laughs) really researching things thoroughly yeah and so uh, but I don't I don't think that's the case I think a lot of times there's kind of one person that it's their vision and it's not a combined Mm -hmm. couple's vision because I feel like most of the time one person cares about the actual events and like look and feel like the wedding vibe Mm -hmm. more than the other person okay fair Fair. Fair. Yeah. How would you want, like, would you want your partners say in your wedding? If there was going to be an actual wedding, I would just want the partner to just do it. Yeah. It would, my anxiety would be, you'd be the one that was like, yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But the catch 22 is I know myself so well, I would be like, I can't handle this. My anxiety is way too high. Like I need you to do this. And then the day of, I would be like, why didn't you do this thing? and choose these things that I never told you. Like, I know myself <laughs> well enough to know, like, I can't handle planning this, mm-hmm. but also if you don't do everything that I have in my head that I've never told you, I will be disappointed, which again is why we're just going to head to Scotland, yeah. be done with it. Yeah. But they then went to the flower market where he picked out a red flower that was called like blood of something or death of something. And it's the traditional funeral flower of Tibet. Mm-hmm. They're at the flower shop and they're kind of finally comfortable around each other again. And then she's like, Oh my God, we have to go. And she starts crawling on the floor because her ex who left her at on their re- wedding reception night or their rehearsal dinner is there with his new wife is which is who he left her for, and she's pregnant. So J-Lo does what any self-respecting woman would do and gets shmammered yeah. and has Matthew McConaughey slash Steve take her home where he confesses his love to her. And she says, no, thanks. She says, you're getting married. Bye. So what lesson are we learning in the wedding planner? <laughs> Well, the number one rule of wedding planning is never fall in love with the groom. Yeah. I'm surprised that's actually like that. They set that up as a rule in this movie. Like you. <laughs> well, they had to let you know it was a little, uh, it was a little teaser it foreshadowing, yeah, a, little te- a little teaser, a little foreshadowing, <laughs> but also if someone's ready to like commit their love to someone else, like three days before the wedding, but that then it's one. like, okay, you said no, cool. I'll still get married. So big part of wedding planning, make sure you can get your deposits back. <laughs> Understand Rough. when you can cancel things, how much of a deposit you can get returned. 
all of that. It's really, really, really important. Not only for, you know, falling, someone abandoning you at the altar and that sort of thing. It's a little bit dramatized as someone I know. Oh, it is a little dramatized. But given where we are with like events in the world and just understanding things might have to shift, make Mm -hmm. sure you do actually understand deposits, deposits, deposits. Uh, yeah, I mean, even now I'm not, you know, planning a wedding, but I've been buying flight insurance. Cause I just don't fucking know for the big ones yeah. like Southwest yeah. lets you, you know, yeah. Shift around, but we did, uh, our flights through Priceline this weekend mm-hmm. for Mexico. And I was like, mm, let me just go ahead and buy that insurance. Be- be- in be- yeah. So yeah, just make sure that you're protected you know, what is expected of you and when you can cancel or change things. That's important to know and read your contracts too, for expectations of what that service provider is guaranteed to serve you. And like when it's just as important for you to be protected as it is for them. So Mm -hmm. making sure, you know, like, are they going to show up on time? If they don't, can you get some of that money back? Like if they Mm -hmm. all, any of those changes, just be aware because you're paying money as we talked about lots of money. Yeah. to have these people perform these services. So make sure that you're, you know what you're, you've got. Question for you. Generally, when you book your venue, is the insurance coverage included in booking that venue? No. So you have to like take out a separate policy for the event. So there's different types of insurance events. So the insurance isn't for the one that we did was more of a liability thing for an mm-hmm. event insurance. So if someone broke their leg, tore an ACL and an MCL, that, you know, those sorts of things at an event that you could have some protection and coverage. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure there is wedding insurance event that would get you money back from, you know, different vendors. I just Mm -hmm. didn't personally pay that, pay for that. Well, you weren't living in the times we are now. Yeah. It's different. It's a little more simple. Yeah. But I mean, from there, really, we get to the wedding and like the day before the wedding, Franny shows up to marry and says, I can't do it. The way he chews drives me insane. Like, is this really who I want to marry? And Mary, Mary, Mary says, he looked at me and says, I can't believe that she chose me and she picked me out of all the people and blah, blah, blah. She gives her the same speech that she had given a bride earlier in the movie. And she's like, all right, fine. Like, we'll get married. But then Eddie shows up while she's in her white dress and says, let's chat. And by Eddie, I mean Steve. Franny calls Steve Edison Eddie as a nickname. Just to clarify why the name switch just happened. So Steve Edison, aka Steve, aka Eddie, shows up and is like, Franny, let's chat. And he just says, like, are the reasons that we fell in love in college still there? And if you tell me yes, I will walk down that aisle and I will marry you, which is horseshit because clearly he's not he's feeling not them. there. I hate that. I hate that part of the movie. I hate he's it. not feeling them. Mm-hmm. So why? Because all that's going to do is fester and pop back up after the fact. And she's like, nope. So she leaves and then he's like, I'm going to go marry Mary. And I'm like, it's a quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. And so he leaves and uh, I guess Franny's parents are out like thousands upon thousands of dollars for the wedding that never happened. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not planning an extravagant wedding. I mean, that's why I said protect your shit. What are in your, uh, what's in your contract? really important to do that but and also be careful of hiring a very sexy jennifer lopez wedding planner is what i'm hearing listen (laughs) them's facts if jennifer lopez was my wedding planner i may leave for her (laughs) yes girl yes how do you rate the wedding planner with wedding planning I've never planned a wedding. I have no personal experience. I am generally the show up once the drinking commences and get the party started friend. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it like a four and a half because I think it's pretty unrealistic to where most people are because most people aren't online sausage heiresses whose dad's ready to pay for everything. Yeah. Um, I think it's also pretty unrealistic that most people hire like high end planning services. So I'm going to go four and a half chicks. Yeah. I'm going to give it four out of 10 chicks. Okay. Yeah. It just, there are a lot of parts about the wedding that wedding planning that you don't see. Uh, You don't even see a wedding dress shopping and what that experience Mm -hmm. looks like. And that's a huge part of most weddings is wedding dress shopping. What goes into that? It doesn't talk about budget discussions, which is all very important, insanely important. It doesn't talk about the partners kind of lining out their dream day together. It doesn't show people Pinteresting the shit out of Pinterest <laughs> for the wedding day, yeah. making boards. Um, yeah, I just don't. It's obviously more about the love line between Mary and Steve mm-hmm. than it is about, you know, the actual planning. But mm-hmm. all that being said, would I have Jennifer Lopez plan my wedding? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Done. Jennifer Lopez, 72 out of 10 chicks. Yeah. She the whole a- farm. The whole farm. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're rating it on that, then I would yeah. say 100 chicks. For sure. Squared. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But chickadees, you know what to do. New episodes every Wednesday, all the places that you get your podcasts, Chick Ship Podcast. Follow us on the socials at Chick Ship Pod, except Facebook, which is Chick Stuff, because Zuckerberg doesn't like curse words. Uh, die what else you got (laughs) if you have capacity to leave us a review please do so anywhere you get your podcasts especially on apple that helps us quite a bit until next Mm -hmm. time okay bye okay bye you've been listening to chick shit we hope this episode has pushed you just enough to lose a little faith in the media's veneer and gain some useful knowledge to help navigate the day-to-day nonsense that we women contend with For resources and general mischief, follow on Instagram and Twitter at ChickShitPod or get in touch by email at ChickShitPod at gmail.com. To help others find the show, please like and subscribe. And if you know a woman who might appreciate two new friends and a good dose of laughter, please share this podcast. Until next time, keep it real.